very fortunate today to be joined on Moving Radio by Natalie Meyer. Uh, she's a multidisciplinary visual artist, and the reason why we're talking to her today is we're going to be discussing a documentary film called The Book of She. Uh, Natalie is, get ready, Natalie does a lot, DOP, producer, director, co-editor, color grader, uh, and I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg on this film. You can see it Thursday, February 29th at the TELUS World of Science. That's right, in the IMAX theater. So uh, it should be a really incredible experience to go check it out. You can find tickets at eventbrite.ca. Natalie, welcome to Moving Radio. Thank you so much, Christian, for having me. I am really excited about today. Uh, well, I'm hopefully talking about your film. Don't get too excited about talking to me. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really not that great. Uh, it'll be your answers that really make this interview work. <laughs> so um the book of she i thought was a really interesting project because uh at first uh i'm looking at social media and i see that arlo maverick has posted something about this and then i figure out how you're connected with him and then i start to look and i'm like this is a book and i didn't even know about it so this documentary film is actually a much larger uh journey of a much larger project so maybe let's kind of go back to the roots of the book of she which is actually a book you did last year called The Book of She, A Transformation of Success, Healing, and Emergence. So let's give the audience a little bit of background about what that book is and how that connects directly to this documentary. You bet. So in 2021, actually, I applied for an Edmonton Arts Council grant uh, for this project that I had thought up called The Book of She. So she is an acronym for Success, Heal, and Emerge. So because... Um, as a BIPOC artist, um, for me, some of the things that inspire me the most are culture and diversity. And uh, my background is Indonesian, Dutch Indo, actually. Um, but I'm very well rooted and immersed within like the Caribbean and African community. And a lot of the culture um, through those communities really inspires me uh, within my art. So uh, I'm a visual artist as well. So a lot of my paintings are very you know, very inspired by African and Caribbean women. Um, most of the stuff I do is all focused on women of color within our city. So um, really that's where the roots of the book come. And into uh, more in depth into the book, um, I decided to pick 10 local women of color, all from Edmonton, uh, who for me, I saw as successful in my own eyes. So successful, maybe lit not literally, um, like an abundance of finances, but more so women that are successful in, you know, in their own bodies. So women that are mothers, women that are entrepreneurs, women that are great community builders, those types of things for me are really, really important. And I wanted to focus and highlight uh, these women in this project. Um, so I approached 10 women that are around me in my circle and I interviewed them with a series of questions. So things like, you know, how do you define success? Um, what are some of the challenges um, and hurdles that you've had to encounter and, um, you know, 
tackle in order to get to where you are today. And uh, really the goal of this, this book was for me to not only express a spotlight on these women, but to also showcase my art of body painting. So I do a couple things in art. <laughs> I do uh, art education and visual arts um, and body painting. So body painting is like one of my top things. Body painting and film are, are really my my big focuses at this point. So with those questions, I formulated them specifically for these women so that I could be inspired to create body painting designs for all of these women. So originally, that was the basis of the book was to ask these questions, get some details like what is your ethnicity? What are some things that are inspire you? What are like your favorite colors? Like what are things that that really push you uh, to be driven? And then I was going to paint them on their bodies and then photograph them and put them into this book. But as it was going on and with the interviews happening, I ended up deciding to film them just super DIY, one camera, two lights, you know, just because I didn't want to take notes. And I thought, you know, this is going to be great content for later on, you know, on social media. Let me just kind of film it and and interview them. And as I was getting the stories from these women, it became a very emotional journey, not only for me, but for these women. And so the connection, even though I knew them, became so much deeper. And it turned into this passion project where I thought, you know what? I'm going to try to add a secondary layer to this book and, uh, you know, create this documentary because within the book, you see them and they're beautiful. And there's a kind of a short description within the book for each woman describing them, their struggles, um, their successes, and also the body paint designs. But people don't really know these women. So the documentary gives a really in-depth personal look and feel into who all of these women are. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you, you know, you wanted to craft something specifically for them and and, and the look of the body paint in your book, it, it directly reflects who they are. And I really respect it. And it's an incredible way to work as an artist because you, I mean, you're already kind of sharing yourself if you, whatever your medium is, whether it's canvas or whether you're sculpting, but to work directly on somebody's body in such an intimate way and to reflect them uh, as it comes out and is painted on their skin, um, that's really transformative. I think not just necessarily for you, but with every person that you would work with too. Yeah, I feel like that would be enough. So now, like you just leveled up <laughs> and you're like, okay, so now let's do interviews and talk about it. And it's a documentary film. How do you balance that with like, you've already brought them in this vulnerable position and now you're like, okay, like, does that open more doors for you as a director to be able to talk to them in that way? I think so. Like when I say layers, it's not just even layers of of art. It's for me, it's just layers of personal growth. Like I really didn't expect, you know, this seed to grow into what it is. At the end of 2022, actually, I was really, really blessed to be picked up by the Scotiabank Women's Initiative Program. Um, they got wind of my book and obviously they push women and they really had a push on women of color. And so they approached me and they sponsored a women's uh, a private women's screening of the documentary. Um, so there's 50 female entrepreneurs locally. Everything was focused on local Edmonton. 
and we showcased it at the VIP Windermere Theater here in Edmonton. I have to say it was surreal, not only just to see my work on this screen, but to see the feedback of the models and the featured women, plus the people in our community who came out to see this film. It was really an emotional journey for all of us. I don't think any of us stopped crying like the whole time. Like it wasn't like a cry fest or anything, but at the same time, it was just like, and this is a lot of the feedback that I got from the women that attended, being able to see women of color, seeing the representation of people, not only within their community, but people that looked like them speaking about hardships and challenges and things that they had to tackle, but yet nobody had a clue that these women actually had all of these struggles, like based on who they are, you know, in today's society. So for me, it was growth as a director. It was growth as an artist and just personal growth. It's really been unfathomable. It's, it's surreal. We're speaking with Natalie Meyer today on Moving Radio, and we're discussing the book of She. It's a documentary film you can check out at the Telus World of Science. It's going to be in the IMAX theater, so it's going to be an incredible event on February 29th. Uh, you can get your tickets through eventbrite.ca, uh, and it's going to be more than just a screening. There's going to be uh, a conversation after the film with all 10 women that are featured and yourself, Natalie. Uh, so it should be uh, a really incredible event to kind of wrap up Black History Month as well. You've, you've already had some experience as a filmmaker and, and doing all kinds of different projects um, throughout your career. So this idea of multidisciplinary is very active for you. You get, you get your hands in so many different areas is, is really admirable. Thank you. What did you find that like in this project, you know, you kind of talked about a little bit, but how it evolved you as a filmmaker and maybe even just as an artist? Oh my gosh. So filmmaking I've really only kind of dabbled in it since COVID since 2020 so it's really only been four years of like heavy focus on film which to be honest has been my main focus over the last four years so body painting and film um, are my top disciplines right now you know I've done a lot of behind the scenes film work I've done documentary work um some great documentary work i've been sponsored by or funded by tell a story hive a couple of times for allow me to introduce which was a hip-hop a local hip-hop focus and feature documentary i've worked with a great organization here called cash um i'm totally gonna mess up the acronym but it's something to the effect of the Council of Canadians of African and Caribbean Heritage. So they do a thing called Afro Quiz here, which is happening this month also in the city, which uh, really promotes Black history for children, young Black kids here in the city. So I did a 10-part documentary with that alongside Arlo Maverick and Sam J. Mensa. Uh, that was really phenomenal. And then I've also worked with my partner, Arlo Maverick, on a couple of films. So Untouchable Crew, which actually... Uh, we just announced this, the end of this month, got picked up by the Da Vinci International Film Festival in L.A. So we're flying to L.A. right before the screening of my film for a couple of days to, to go see that. So growth wise, the book of She for me has been a real eye opening learning experience growth wise for me, just being able to be that conduit for these women to storytell and really put their intimate and you know most private moments out to the world 
having that ability to do that, not only visually, but obviously for them to to speak freely to people and opening and that up to our communities and beyond. It still for me, it is it is surreal. Like I I use the word surreal a lot lately because there's so many blessings that have happened because of this one project. But I find that like even having my trailer put on the five artists one love screen last weekend at the Windspear, like these are all huge things that are happening. And and so I just want to do more of it, you know, and and I really want to keep focusing on local and telling the local stories of people here within our community and uh, so really, that's what my focus is right now, and just finding really creative ways and interesting and engaging ways uh, for me to to do film. And being behind the camera is like my love, but like directing certain types of projects like The Book of She for me is intriguing as well. You know, just really having that opportunity is is a beautiful thing. It would be uh, very difficult and time consuming for us here to go through all 10 women who deserve a bit of spotlight <laughs> here uh, on this yes. interview. So, but, but I mean, I think honestly, if you want to know about all 10, I really think you should go up February 29th to the screening, go to eventbrite.ca. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And go see the screening. And then you can also see these people in person, but maybe let's give them a little window into uh, some of the things you want to share about the film or the experience, because even in watching the trailer, uh, it definitely piques your interest because you're like, man, you see the process of you going through that with them. Um, but it doesn't necessarily highlight some of the interview stuff. Maybe right. just give us a little window into like, what are some of the things that were great memories for you about the film or somebody that you might want to talk about a little bit? Um, and just to kind of give us an idea of a, a little tiny taste, a tease of what they can expect with the Book of She. Well, I think for me, like I've connected deeply with all of them and I love all of their stories and I learned so much about all of them, interviewing them. I think for me, one that is extra touching is for Sherelle George. Um, she is the owner and curator of a company here in the city called Soka Fit. And watching her rise, even just over the last five or six years uh, within the city. So she's a born, Trin she's a Trinidadian woman, really big on her heritage, loves Soka music. She uses her love for the music and her love for dance and her historic roots um, to push the boundaries within schools, teaching, you know, young kids here within our own community about soca dance and the traditions and heritages, the heritage um, of and the roots of the dance. Um, so she goes into schools. She's been doing it all week, actually, uh, for Black History Month so far, um, teaching these kids like how to dance, where this comes from, how much fun it is, and really just like pushing the boundaries of, of her craft. Um, she's really driven and beautiful. And for me, I, since I met her, I've always thought of her as the perfect woman, you know, physically it, as well. Like, you know, she's, she's natural. She's absolutely stunning. She's just beautiful inside and out. And so I have worked with her um, on a body painting level since 2018, my very first body paint um, shoot ever was with her. And she's always just literally trusted whatever my vision is. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. But the very first 
shoot that we did together was a gold, uh, a gold leaf shoot. And I had approached her because she kind of like matched the vision of what I was looking for. It was a nude shoot. Like body painting is, it has this taboo factor to it. And a lot of people see it as like an exotic thing. But for me, it's, it's not about that. It's about creating a beautiful classic look on a woman. Not that's risque in a negative way but in a very creative, artistic way. So it's more beauty than nudity, if you can understand that. So she wasn't really sure whether or not she wanted to do it because apparently her struggle has always been body image, which to me absolutely blew me away because, you know, you see somebody and you think they are just like the perfect person. She's gorgeous. Her body is curvy. You know, she really exudes confidence. But when you really dig down deep into the roots, she didn't really have that. You know what I mean? So for looking, looking at somebody at face value, you think they are a certain way, but you really don't know the history and the stories and the hurt behind them. And so in the interviews, when she told me that body image was her biggest struggle and that that very first body paint shoot that her and I did together was life-changing for her. For me, that was the biggest connection and emotional connection because for me, that was that was an emotional connection for me because she really just exuded what my vision was. And I was scared to do it and I didn't even know if I could do it and I didn't have any confidence in body painting. And so we both had that kind of struggle together without even knowing it until the interview happened. And so in the interview, there's, again, like I said, there's some emotional moments. That was one of them. Finding that out and her, you know, her explaining that to me. Um, what else? Um, there is a woman in the city that most people know, um, Cheryl Leslie. She uh, works in... The community like the community sector uh, and social work so basically she works with a lot of seniors and whatnot and she's one of these women who supports every single person in this city like if there's 10 events in one night all of a sudden you'll see she's at every single one I don't know how she does it um, you know, but she just wants to make sure that she supports everybody within the community. And so speaking to her on a deeper level, I knew she had um, been ill many years before I met her, but I didn't realize, you know, the extent like this woman, this woman explains and opens up, um, you know, her, her deepest, darkest secrets about her. I don't know if it's a disease per se, but it's, myastensia gravis which really um like she had she had uh breathing tubes like inserted in her body she lost all muscle mass they told her she would never be able to travel again um but she broke the boundaries this woman who couldn't breathe literally went and sat in hot yoga couldn't breathe but she was pushing it. She's like, no, I have to make sure that I fight this. I have to make sure that I battle this disease because I'm not going to let it get to me. And so the amount of weight that she lost was surreal. She looked ill from the photos that I've seen. Again, that was before the time that I knew her. But seeing her now, I never would have known that these struggles 
she's fit. She plays soccer. She, you know, she models. She was in, you know, Italian fashion week. You know what I mean? And, and these are things that you would never guess by just looking at her. And so being able to share these like really intimate and personal things um, was not only touching for me, but when people see that on the film, I think, you know, that that level of connection is going to be something really magical. We're speaking today on Moving Radio with Natalie Meyer, an artist who has got a film coming out, a documentary about a book that she did. The film is called The Book of She. The book is called The Book of She, A Transformation of Success, Healing, and Emergence. You can see the documentary about the book, and I believe there'll be some copies there to pick up, too, if you want to, or you can pre-order oh. it as well, too. Uh, and the screening is Thursday, February 29th at the Tells World of Science. It's an entire evening. It's not just a film. Uh, there'll be a discussion afterwards with all 10 people that were featured in the film and Natalie as well. Um, there'll be kind of like a little social thing afterwards. Uh, so it'll be completely worth your while to go check it out on February 29th at the Tells World of Science. Natalie? Red carpet. <laughs> oh, it's a red carpet too. So it's a red carpet. It, so it's get, your chance to dress up. <laughs> that's right. Get fancy, right? Uh, also 360 degree cameras. You got it. <laughs> it's going to be all the things you want. Um, Natalie, I'm, I'm thinking you're the secret 11th woman in this film, even though you may not be saying that. So how do you think that you kind of, you know, in looking at the project and going through the book and editing that and coming up with the concept and then going through the film, which is another way to relive the entire experience over again, uh, especially in the editing process. How do you feel like maybe in some ways when you were doing that, you were starting to see things about yourself uh, in the book of she as well. And, and, you know, maybe what was that like for you to be able to go through that experience and now seeing how it's connecting with audiences? Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm flattered. I actually have never even thought of it as that um, from that angle. So yeah, thank you for that. Ooh, um, that's a big loaded question. I, I guess to kind of make it a short, the short form, um, growing up, I grew up in Sherwood Park. Um, I was one of three families that were families of color. I mean, Sherwood Park is predominantly white, um, as it, it has definitely grown since then. But like, I went to a school where all of my friends were Caucasian um, with the exception of one Chinese family and one Trinidadian family, actually. And so, you know, I've always kind of felt like the outsider and I've always been, you know, very inspired by art. And I've, I've been doing art since I was a kid, um, but I never thought that I would be able to do it on the scale that I'm doing it now. And I know, like, for me, this is literally just like the beginning of my film career. I actually put away art uh, for about 15 years. And um, I went into like a real kind of depressed state at one point in time. I felt like I lost myself and I was looking and searching for something to really just kind of rekindle my love for life. And um, I went to Jasper and I sat at Pyramid Lake Resort on the side of the, the lake. 
and started sketching one day just to kind of find myself again. And, and that really sparked and reconnected my love for the arts. And I thought, you know what, now this might be my passion. I always worked in retail. I also worked in hospitality and art was not a focus for me for like 15 years. So being able to now use my craft in a way that is not only providing personal growth for myself artistically and mentally, but being able to provide that for the subjects that I work with and the people that are resonating with my work, especially the young women and the young women of color, it's really just made me want to do more. And being able to focus on a lot of the Black community uh, where my roots lie. I have a daughter who is half Guyanese as well. So being able to, you know, kind of be a role model, for lack of a better term, to her, to show her that, that, you know, being a woman of color is not just important, but it's beautiful. And it doesn't mean that you always have to be perfect, including me. You know what I mean? I'm a woman of color as well. And, and just being able to break the boundaries of, you know, the stigmas and stuff that they have around women in film, women in arts, women in any position at this point, um, and being a woman of color, it's, I want to elevate the women and the young girls here within our city um, and beyond. I don't know if that really answers your question, <laughs> but for me, it's being able to really refocus where my focus lies. And, and that's within the arts and being able to storytell, whether it be visually or through film. To me, that's, that's how I'm breaking the boundaries, I guess. Well, I think this is the most impressive thing about what you're doing right now is that as much as, you know, you are very focused on, on this community and people within it. But I mean, that, like when you hold up that mirror, it's the, it, there's something connected in every single place. Like somebody else has that similar story or can connect to that. And I think that's what, uh, even though you say very Edmonton centric, I think that's what's really going to make this story work and this film work and that book work for people in other places because they can identify with a lot of those stories as well and a lot of those feelings. Right. And, and I think that's really where like the goal of the project was, was just for people to be able to watch and learn and be able to resonate with people that, that look like them on screen and within the book, people that they wouldn't normally see within the mainstream and also to hear those stories there's a lot of cultures that it's taboo to be able to talk about struggles and like challenges that you've had so for a lot of these women you know being able to tell their stories was difficult you know what I mean and, and to really open up and and share intimate moments of their life like these are things that they had to think about before they shared them with me and and some of the things uh, they decided not to share because they're just a little bit too personal. But having people be able to like step into their world and experience and know that they probably have also experienced something very similar to that. But now they see women that look like them that have also experienced these things. These are connections that are, you know, surreal and and beautiful because now they know it's OK. Right. So I'm very thankful to all the people that I worked with on this project. Everybody, you know, was 
a person of color, uh, with the exception of uh, one of my photographers, Aaron Peterson, which I'm sure a lot of people in the city know. He's really iconic and, and he's always been very supportive of my work, um, as well as Arla Maverick, who, of course, is my partner. But he did the majority of the editing on the documentary uh, for me, just as an outside person who had more experience in editing than me. Uh, with me doing, you know, some of the co-editing and, and all the color correction, but I don't know where I would be without these people, you know what I mean? And so I really want to just focus on spreading the word. Uh, let's let people know uh, how they, if this is the first time they're being exposed to like, I never heard of this, or I wasn't even sure this event was happening, or I wasn't aware of the book, how are some ways that maybe people can connect uh, with this project and with yourself? My biggest platform right now, and I wish I had a website, and I know I'm supposed to have one <laughs> eventually, uh, is my Instagram platform. That's my number one platform. So it's at Inda by Natalie. Inda actually means beautiful in Indonesian, which is my heritage. So it's I-N-D-A-H by Natalie, N-A-T-A-L-I-E. Um, I'm also on my YouTube channel, also Inda by Natalie, as well as Facebook, um, but predominantly Instagram and YouTube are my my top platforms. You know, you can connect with me on Instagram. Just send me an email or a DM. I will attest to that. It works. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it takes me a little bit, but I will for sure get no, back. <laughs> it's okay. And 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 what about uh, for the book itself? Are there uh, ways where people can't, for whatever reason, make it on the 29th? How else can they connect with the uh, the book of she? You bet. Um, if you just send me a message on Instagram or send me an email into by Natalie at gmail.com. Um, so the book is a limited edition. There's only 150 copies that were actually printed. I don't have that many left. I think I have maybe about 50 to 60 left. So once they're gone, they're probably going to be gone. Um, but they can just send me a message via any of those platforms and um, they are $65. And if it's local, I will hand deliver it for you. Uh, otherwise, I can also have them shipped. Natalie, I got a feeling you are walking out of that place with an empty box. There's no way. <laughs> Cross my There's, fingers. <laughs> there is no way that you are not. They're going to, if they don't snap it up before the screening, they're going to be fighting over it after. That's for oh, sure. Thank you. Natalie, I, I I'm really appreciate it. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I just need to one one last thing. I also wanted to thank um, the TELUS World of Science in recognition of Black History Month. Um, they have sponsored the IMAX theater for me to show this screening. It's the very first official screening of this of this film because I'm not a Black artist, but the uh, content is really um, black focused and all the women with the exception of one are all black women here within our city. Um, they wanted to elevate, you know, their exposure. And so I really am thankful for the Telos world of science for, for doing this. And, and honestly, the IMAX screen, which is the best screen in the city, they're going to be big. <laughs> so very thankful for them. So thank you to Telos world of science. Yeah. And it's going to be a cool place to have a party afterwards. That's for sure. You bet. <laughs> yeah. uh, Natalie Meyer has been our guest today we've been talking about the book of She uh, it's a documentary film you can check it out on Thursday February 29th as we just said at the Telus World of Science get your tickets at eventbrite.ca thank you so much for sharing your time uh, and talking about your work with us uh, it was a really fantastic conversation 
And, uh, you know, I hope the book of she is not just, you know, this screening and locally focused. I feel like um, there's probably a lot of potential for you to be able to have this screen in multiple places around the world over the next year or so. Thank you so much, Christian and CJSR. Honestly, I am very, very grateful for all your time and, and support. No, congratulations on the film. And, and uh, I feel like this probably won't be the last screening in Edmonton either. I hope not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you so much. Uh, yeah, really excited about the screening and hopefully it'll be a sellout and I can do a second one.